Based on the formation of the most influential group in hip-hop history, Wu-Tang Clan. An American saga is now streaming only on Hulu. What's up? It's Angela Yee from The Breakfast Club. And if you know me, you know I'm excited about this Wu-Tang series coming to Hulu. Now let me give you some of my favorite Wu-Tang memories. I got my start working in the music industry, interning for Wu-Tang management when I was in college. And then when I graduated, my first job was working for Wu-Tang Corporation. How I even got the job was crazy. So I was coming from a job interview at Columbia Records and I was like, let me stop by the office and say hi to the people I used to intern with. Well, when I got there, it was the same day that they were doing a huge concert in New York City and things went left on the concert. The guys got on stage and they started cursing out the host of the radio station. And they actually ended up getting banned from the station after that. And that ban was on for years. But it just showed you how Wu-Tang really didn't give a F about anybody. They were just going to do what they were doing. Here's Rizzo in Mathematics describing how the legendary Wu logo came about. Now, Mathematics, you created the Wu-Tang logo? Yeah. Yeah, that's a dope shirt, too. Yeah. <laughs> I, got a lot, I got a lot of Wu-Tang paraphernalia. Thank you for the wallet. Rizzo came in here with gifts. I know. I'm now, how'd you come up with the logo? What, what was, how do well, you think of that one? The actual logo actually came just one night. God called me. was like, yo, I'm getting these joints print up, printed up tomorrow. I need, I need a logo tomorrow. So I was like, word, tomorrow? So I came home from work. I was like, all right. I sat on the floor, on the living room floor. Just started, hmm, came up, came up with what I came up with. So I just remember, you know, we discussed a few things. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I got some added in and all that. But yeah. yeah. And then... Um, Who was the first person you showed it to, Rizzo? Yeah. Okay. They, they came up to the job, him, Ghost, Power, and Devon. I remember all of them looking at it. Like, this pad, like, he's like, yeah, this is it. <laughs> and this, was, it was this right here, this W. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All of the Wu-Tang merchandise we see, like in Target and everywhere, like who gets the money for that though? That goes to the company. I mean, Law Math did draw it, but how much I paid you for that back then? <laughs> um, what was it? 400 bucks? Something like that. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. <laughs> hey, yo, but at, at the time that was half, <laughs> yo, at the time that was half my rent money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, I mean, he drew it, but you know, it was, a, you know, it was, it was a pay for a service, you know what I mean? So it's owned by the company. I own the company. Uh, so, Majority of it goes to the company. All the licenses and everything. Yeah. Now, wow. So y'all rich forever off a logo. Yeah. Mathematics, you want to renegotiate? Percentage. So yeah. You know yeah. What I mean? So it's the Nike guy did the Nike logo for two hundred and fifty dollars. Wow. Yeah. That's swish. Here's you guy talking about how the Wu was formed. So how did the Wu Tang form? Well, that was a that's a crazy situation because we always was together in some form of fashion. Right. You know, when 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 Jesus, when Genius and Rizzo come to the hill, they come to the U building. They come on see Steven. When in front of the U building be me, Meth, uh, 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 you know, Dak, Kappa used to live in the building, so mm -hmm. that was our little building. And Ray used to live right the building across, right 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 next to it. Mm -hmm. But he had his gate, you know, him and Power had their gate in the uh, two twenty five. So Ray had to go when he was hustling, he had to go all the way around, drop his little bombs off and come all the way back, whatever he was doing, you know what I'm saying? So but when they used to come to the hill, we used to drop everything, go in the back, drink Valentine Ale with me, Dirty, Genius, and Rizzo. We just go in the back and just start versing and just chilling. And you know, it was, it was, you know, that was our brothers back then. You and Meth really had a very special relationship, and you focused on that a lot. What I did like was you talk about being a team player in the book, and that's yes. important for a lot of people, I think, in life in general, because you knew, okay, Meth is not going to be doing this street stuff. He has all this talent, and he's working really hard for it. So I'm gonna make sure he's good but I'm gonna keep doing what I'm doing yeah, because you felt that. like I have to take care of my brother. Him and Dirty were like out of here mentally when it comes to writing rhymes and raps and all that. Mm -hmm. So I had to I had to protect him. 
because he was just uh, he was just that dude. And I always tell him like, yo, dog, you got something. Especially when he had an old lady, he used to, they used to scream out the window to him. This is a no, this is a straight up story. Mm -hmm. He'll tell you the same thing. This old lady, she, you know, she was an alcoholic, whatever, whatever. But she was a good woman, and she used to be out the window like, sing for me, singer. <laughs> just sing for me. And she used to be telling that the meth. She said, you gonna be a star. I used to be laughing at him like, yo, dog. She used to be crazy, but every time we used to be on the block, she would open her window, sing for me, singer. And then Meth started beating on his chest, you know, doing his little routine and stuff <laughs> like that. And they used to make her day, you know, and, and she was and she was right. But even just hearing how Cream took off for you guys, basically the performance and the money falling from the ceiling. And then you said the song went gold yeah, no, within hours of you guys yeah. performing Cream. Yeah, yeah, and prior to that, we was on the beach worried about if we was going to make it or not. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And then we already had all the videos in the can. So when, you know, we, we dropped Cream on City Hall, the next day we got the, the record reports. We was like, what? It just went, because we was already like 100, 100 200,000 sales with, with the success box and all the stuff we put out. We was already at 200,000 sales. And as soon as we dropped that, it just jumped to 500 and just kept going. That's so, amazing oh, wow. how an appearance on Arsenio Hall affected. Yeah, that was the platform back then, yeah. though. Mm -hmm. That's why to this day, if he ever need, if he ever need anything, <laughs> Anything, I tell you, just hit me, DM me, get in contact with me, bro. You get anything, man. You get, you know, from from any brother, man, anyone, our brother. Wu Tang, an American saga, is inspired by the Wu Tang Manual and based on the true story of the Wu Tang Clan. Set in the early '90s, New York, at the height of the crack cocaine epidemic, the show tracks the clan's formation, a vision of Bobby Diggs, aka the RZA, who unites the men torn between music and crime but eventually rise to become the unlikeliest of American success stories. The show stars Ashton Sanders as the RZA, as well as rappers Dave East playing Method Man and Joey Badass playing Inspector Deck. Wu-Tang Clan, an American saga, is now streaming with new episodes every Wednesday, only on Hulu. What's up? It's Angela Yee from The Breakfast Club, and if you know me, you know I'm excited about this Wu-Tang series coming to Hulu. Now let me give you some of my favorite Wu-Tang memories. I remember not knowing how huge Wu-Tang were as stars just because I knew them like my brothers, and one day Method Man asked me to come with him to the bank when I was in the office. Now he said we had to take a cab, but the bank was only three blocks away. So I said, why are we taking a cab? Why don't we just walk there? So I remember walking down the street with Method Man and it took us like two hours just to get to the bank because everybody was stopping him on the street because those guys were already huge superstars and I didn't even realize it. Here's another great moment from our conversation with the cast of the Wu-Tang, an American saga now screaming only on Hulu. Erica, is this docu-series you think nostalgia for the older generation or lessons for the younger generation? Both. Mm. That's a really good question. I think that narrative and storytelling has always been hijacked by white men in studios that told us their narrative and their history. Mm -hmm. And now we have these street poets who have grown up and now they are the heroes of our, you know, um, older, so-called, you know, going into their 40s and 50s and 60s. And then they're also um, real uh, sort of badasses for the young people because we, we place them up and they go, wow, it's like telling the story of Star Wars. You know, you, you had to be there, except you didn't have to because it just keeps going on and on and on. So I think it's actually beautiful. It's like a full circle, but I the best thing about it is it shows that the narrative, at least of this century, will be told by people of color. Mm. And um, I'm glad that uh, RZA is so good in communicating his story. We talked last time we were here about power of writing. Mm. You know, the people who can write, they're, they're, they'll be eternal, you know? And, and to me, to write the stories of the so-called American saga, and be the new Waltons, that's power. What do you, what do you think, Ashton? What's the, what's the lessons the younger generation can learn from this? 
uh, a story of, of, of passion, a story of uh, we kind of see the cultivation of, you know, if you have a dream, you know, sticking with that shit, you know, like no matter what your circumstances are, you know, like living through them and not letting your circumstances like kind of define what the outcome is going to be. And so I think through this, through this character of Bobby, we watch all of that within the character uh it's so specific to his life and his story but at the same time i feel like it's something that everybody's going to be able to like be inspired by outside of like the music so uh i think that's going to be dope erica said something that made me think earlier you talked about uh like how they're making the movies of all of our heroes that grew up in the 90s like you think that's a good thing or bad thing because it's usually all celebrities or it's all artists you know we grew up on autobiography of malcolm x and like things that had like a real socially redeeming value. Not saying that the rappers didn't, but you think that's mm -hmm. a good thing or a bad thing that these are our heroes? I think we valorize the things that, um, that make us feel. And frankly, especially in that time, music became a source of not only, you know, uh, empowerment, but also how we ex expressed our rage and our frustration. So if you don't, and if everybody's shooting at each other, the thing that you, you might talk about um, at, or remember or want to at least historically place your life in is are these people who you may not know, but they are telling the story of your real life. And frankly, I mean, if we look at what reporting and journal, you talk about journalism today, uh, they weren't. I mean, it was it was bizarre. They were sort of telling us who, we, who they thought we were mm. and who they thought we were were evil and drugged out and all this stuff. But then you look back and you see, I love the the, the, the uh, character Sadiq Thodderson plays and he does it so well. Uh, he plays Thanks, Dennis. Dennis. There he was taking care of two of his brothers who were had multiple sclerosis. Yeah, yeah. wheelchairs. A child. Mm -hmm. He's reframing the narrative. And so that's why I think it's really good to sort of come back. Sure, it'd be great to talk about the other people who were there, but you know, that's how it is. The media stole everything. And, and, I, and, and one thing it stole was the fact that it stopped talking about people like James Baldwin. Mm -hmm. And it sort of gave us a narrative that was only focused on people who were in the streets because that's how it happens even with all gangsters. Mm -hmm. The gangster movies, the mafia. So that's what we're talking about. But that's but why you... I like this flick so well because you see all sides. You know, I'm a huge Wu-Tang fan, so I only seen the side of the MPVs and the fangs in the street. That's all well, see, I see. Nah, see, I, I agree with you, but nah, it's like I, I gravitated to the 5% teachers because of Wu-Tang. Right, wild. so there's, you know, you there's know? so many different things that people gravitate to, you know? But, but the then you see the, the other side. You part. see Ghost taking care of his brothers, you know what I mean? And wiping his brother's lip. So you see that sensitive side, like, damn, that was so-and-so. But then you see Ray on this side. So you get to see all those sides. That's what I love about it. Well, and also you think, like you said about, you know, you know, you know, Malcolm X and the great heroes that inspired us, right? At the end of the day, though, then, you know, that was the 60s generation that inspired us who become the 90s generation, mm -hmm. right? We grew up in the 70s, 80s, and then our voice comes out in the 90s. So it's, it's actually, I think, proper that the 90s is now the, the, where the lens is at. Because, no, there's, there are a lot of heroes that, brought that message forward, you know what I mean? That brought the, the ideology forward, that brought the movement. You know, you think about, um, let's just talk about, you know, you look at Sonny Carson, right, remember? And then his, then he has his son, uh, the overseer, right? Right, and then, you know, we come into the, then we get the public enemy coming, you know what I mean? It's like, these people become 
the voices that started from there. So I think it's really uh, positive in all reality that the that the that the lens is being turned on to the '90s. Now we, of course, we could find more than just the hip hop source of it, right? Um, and and the beauty of it is that these heroes or these people are not just linear. Mm -hmm. They're multi-faceted, you know what I mean? When Universal had did the movie uh, American Gangster, I was proud for the fact of this. I just want to say this out loud. And I remember thinking, one of the executives, he's like, I was like, yo, you came to New York City, spent over $100 million, you know what I mean, in about three months. All the, yo, Harlem, Sylvia's was full, was being sold out, all the, Food sold out, Brooklyn, everything, everybody making money. Ice cream trucks couldn't keep ice cream on the trucks, right? Because all this money has come to the city, and they were telling the story of a black man. Now, even though he was a drug dealer, mm -hmm. it still was this money is being spent on the story of a black man. And now, here we are in the era where it'll be spent on maybe a hip-hop artist, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know, or something to that nature. Mm -hmm. That's that's a different look at it, you know? And even the story that... uh. And I know I, I'm here to promote our show, but when I watch the uh, the Ava show, um, when, they when they see, see us. us, when they see us, yeah, yeah, it's like yo, that's a lot of money being spent on Ooh. exposing a, a, a that's truth true. that right. really crippled our city. You know what I mean? So I think I think you know th these writers and where we at right now, as they say in Hollywood, I think that our lens is pointing at the right direction, and hopefully a lot more of these stories will get out. Yeah. Now, what's the relationship with Wool? I know it was rocky at times, but it seems like this could have got everybody together because it was so many different stories and, and reliving the 90s and reliving when y'all were younger on that grind. What's the relationship now with everybody? I mean, the relationship is, is peace, you know. We you know, you know, it's a brotherhood, so it's always, you know, like you said, the up and down. Um, I think more so than ever, though, I think, you know, at this such a mature age now, everybody is just letting everybody live their, live their lane, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I'm a... I mean, I've been making, I've been in Hollywood for about 13 years now. Mm -hmm. I mean, I write movies, yo. I direct movies. That's what I do. It's like, that's my craft. And so, and so that's my job is to tell that part of the story, you know what I mean? Where, where other brothers could be into, you know, whether they're making songs or still, or, you know, Joseph did this, this whole science show, but he, he loves science and mathematics and he goes to the schools and he go to colleges and do speeches. And you go up there and you see Joseph telling us, about they trying to turn light into liquid, right? Mm -hmm. You seen this liquid science thing he does? Nah. Yo, you check this out, yo. <laughs> yo, yo, it's deep. It's like it 12 episodes on science hosted by the Jizzle on mm -hmm. Netflix. And my son watched it and he was picking oh, up I wisdom. I did not see Because he, 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 he could roll with it. So anyway, let, let me pass the mic. Wu-Tang, an American saga, is inspired by the Wu-Tang Manual. Set in early 90s New York at the height of the crack cocaine epidemic, the show tracks the clan's formation. A vision of Bobby Diggs, a.k.a. the RZA, who unites the men torn between music and crime, but eventually rise to become the unlikeliest of American success stories. The Wu-Tang Clan has sold 40 million albums worldwide, and the group is often held as one of the most influential groups in the history of hip-hop, with a unique sound and distinct image. Its producers include members of the Wu-Tang Clan, RZA, and Method Man. Wu-Tang, an American saga, is now screaming with new episodes every Wednesday, only on Hulu. What's up? It's Angela Yee from The Breakfast Club. And if you know me, you know I'm excited about this Wu-Tang series coming to Hulu. 
Now let me give you some of my favorite Wu-Tang memories. What I learned the most from working for Wu-Tang was just how important it is to have your business together. I remember on the back of my business card, there were like 10 different businesses listed. So it wasn't just Wu-Tang, the group. It was Razor Sharp Records, Liquid Sword Entertainment, 36 Chambers Studio. Method Man Entertainment, Inspector Deck Entertainment. Just a whole lot of different companies. They definitely spread out. And what I really like about it was it's not having all your eggs in one basket. Wu-Tang had their artists signed to all the different labels. So it was a great opportunity for them to spread out and get that money. Here's another great moment from our conversation with the cast of the Wu-Tang, an American saga now screaming only on Hulu. There was no social media back then. No, no internet service like that back then. We didn't have access to that. Very little access to cell phones. So when you see it, I lived it, but I didn't live that part of it. So like when I'm watching it, because we got to see the first episode, I'm sitting there and I thought Raekwon and Ghostface were best friends from the start. <laughs> like, I'm like, they were brothers. I'm like, they did music. Like, that's how I looked at them. But then when you watch it, you be like, they really almost killed each other. I'm like, that's crazy. How did you, I didn't see the rest of the uh, second, second season, but second episode, how did you get them cool? Well, and this is and this is real. Life. Yeah, yeah. Well, in all reality, right? It's like, you know, Stapleton and Park Hill just had this. I mean, the beef was uh, was was from guys older than me. And that's, these are projects mean? in Staten Island for people yeah. that's listening. Mm-hmm. And and yet, you know, Staten Island is still a, a isolated island. Mm-hmm. One thing that Staten Island did, though, I would say, is that when we left Staten Island, right? and we go to Brooklyn or we go to Sensations in Jersey, Mm -hmm. we did fight together. If you go to the square and you got some Staten Islanders in there, even though we from all different hoods, we always fought together regardless, but then back on the rock, it's like, yo, it's all enemies, you know what I mean? So, but more importantly, you know, there was a common denominator, you know what I mean, between me and the Wu brothers. And that common denominator um, is something that helped meld that energy, you know what I mean? Um, and you know, you know, this, you know, not to give spoilers, but as you go through the show, you'll see some of that common denominator evolve and answer some of the questions like, you know, cause that's one of the challenges that, you know, that Aston has to face as Bobby, you know, my favorite, you know, one of my favorite scenes is in episode two, which comes up next, when he, uh, when he's confronted by um, Shaw, Shaw's not Raekwon yet, right? And he's, and he's just like, yo, Bobby, where's my gun, son? Like, yo, you let that Stapleton that sh- nigga eat my food? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and, and, and that kind of energy of, 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 of friendship and then being pulled between, you know, what's going on with your friends and what's going on with your brother or what's going on in the streets. That dynamic, I mean, that dynamic was strong then, but even that dynamic finds itself and the equation these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it could be business or personal. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And you never know. I like, you know, sometimes, you know, you know how it is. You may come with, the one thing about, you know, about coming from the hood or coming from, I may have a guy with me that's tight with me, but he ain't tight with you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now you see him, it's like, yo, but me and you tight. You know what I'm saying? I might not even know that, yo, son, two years ago, dug my man's pocket or something, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So all that kind of energy exists. And, no, the show the show did though, the show took a lot of time and had to squeeze it in. You know, like, like Erica was explaining, you know, when you go to my uh from my side of the family and talking, you know, you only seeing four 
of the children. You can't put all 11 children in a TV show. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Waltons, right? <laughs> I know, right? Yes. But, you know, so 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 we so you got to condense condense it and you got to dramatize it to way to make it all fit within a construct. How do the other seven siblings feel about that though? No, no, this is this is yo. Everybody knows that this is you know this is art, yo. Mm -hmm. And and so nobody, well, nobody didn't openly say nothing. They they didn't see the show yet either. Yeah, too, yeah, right? yeah. But but to give you an example, my brother uh, King is my oldest brother, right? His government name is Randy. Um, and so, um, but I gave that name to my younger brother in the show. You know what I mean? So my my, my four younger brothers. Um, I didn't use their name. I just used my older brother, and then my, and then Sophie, who's my older sister. Uh, but in the show, my sister is Cherie, my younger sister. And so when I explained everything to my writers' room, we was able to take both of their personalities and merge them. Mm. Right. So the so the so the energy of that household remains the same. Mm -hmm. You know, Sophie being the one who has to take care of the kids, and then Cherie being the young one trying to find herself. Mm -hmm. And then we merged those two into one person and gave our actress a lot to play with. Is it hard doing period pieces now? Because, listen, man, 90s hip-hop, 80s was a totally different ball game. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of things us as men didn't know. You unlearned a lot of the BS behavior. So do you, do you leave certain things out to avoid backlash now? Or do you have to tell how it really was? No, I think, I think, I think, you know, when you watch the actors portray the 90s and they get a chance to, uh, know, to remind us of whether we were stupid or whether we were smart, you know? Mm. You know, I love the scene with Ashton. He goes, um, and many, look, many producers and hip hoppers in New York City, right, wanted those drum machines, wanted those turntables, right? And our episode one starts off with our character wanting to get that SP-1200. For those who don't know, SP-1200 is the, was the sampler that Easy Mo B had. Um, Premier, everybody used this to make hip hop. SB12, you know I mean? yep. And, and how many people growing up in New York wanted to get that when that came out, right? And then we watch him trying to get it. now, And it, all it does is sample 12 seconds. Right. You know what I mean? $2,000. Right, right for $2,000. Mm -hmm. Now you could sample 10 years on your computer, on yo. Your computer. Basically, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? And so, this, you know, and so and so, you know, the the show, like the the ambition and the struggle of what that was, the show that uh, you know, as he going to the parks in Manhattan, remember the chess players used to right. be down by the World Trade Center. We see that in the show. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, the World Trade Center, the twin towers are still standing. You got kids who they can't even phantom what the twin towers right. is. They couldn't phantom that yo, that's an area that people were sitting there playing chess and. And, and and the Israelites and the guards is out building, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So there's a scene where he's sitting there listening and the guards are talking about, yo, you got knowledge yourself and all that. You know what I mean? But that's real, that's, yeah, that's real. It's real. Where did you learn chess? Like, where, where did you learn that? Because when I seen that, so I know that you were a chess player. I'm like, but well, where did you learn that coming out of Staten Island? Was that something that you, that you were taught or just going to the, to, to the city all the time? You know, I was uh, taught, uh, I was blessed with a, a girl that took my virginity and taught me chess, you know? <laughs> She's a keeper. Why she took your virginity. Jeez. Yeah, man, she yes. hit me with a two for one. Yes. Based on the formation of the most influential group in hip-hop history, Wu-Tang, an American saga is now streaming with new episodes every Wednesday only on Hulu.